0: Quest episode 21, a double feature sequel chat movie review of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows and
1: X Men Apocalypse.
0: Warning. Sequel Chat is a movie lover's podcast featuring discussions of the latest cinematic sequels in theaters now. These weekend of release reviews are spoiler filled and highly flammable, so please use caution when listening. You have been warned. All right, sequel questers, welcome to this week's edition of Sequel Chat. chat,
1: chat, 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 chat.
0: We had, well, we had a couple big movies come out recently, and we ah, were kind of torn on them. So much so, we didn't want to devote an hour's worth of time just tearing these movies apart. So we decided to do a double feature.
2: Which is awesome. I think that's that's very cool. These, these films are worthy of their half hour apiece, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know that, yeah, that we could sustain a full hour of talking about each. So, but still... An exciting summer for sequels, absolutely. That
0: is true. We had X-Men Apocalypse come out, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. Out of the Shadows. First off, which which
2: movies did you guys see? I went and saw Out of the Shadows, that one out over Apocalypse for me. Sorry, Brian Singer. Colton? I saw them both.
0: You did. Mm -hmm. I saw them both also.
2: Okay, well you guys can try to convince me to see X-Men Apocalypse (laughs) if that is what you walked out of the theater thinking that other people needed Mm. to experience uh, the apocalypse. That might be tough. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we should go around. We have the usual crew here, right? For those who don't know us, if this is the first time you're checking out Sequel Chat, I'm Adam. I'm Jeremy. And I am Colton. We're movie lovers, we're movie talkers, we're movie gabbers, anything else? Jibber jabbers? <laughs> we're not jabberwockies. Oh, definitely true. not I mean, that. Now I, I think let's let's start out with turtles. Because you know you gotta put the mm-hmm. apocalypse last. It's only it's only yeah. proper <laughs> that that happens. Now, did you guys see the original reboot? Of course you've seen the original yes. originals, but
3: that T M N T thing? Yeah. Well I, that I, I actually own it.
2: Okay, so, so there's, there's TMNT, which was the animated film. Reboot. And the, which was the first reboot from a couple of years ago in between the live-action films. And then we got the Michael Bay, Platinum Dunes produced, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Controversy at one time. I remember the internet buzz saying it was just going to be called Ninja Turtles. And they were going to be, be, be aliens. And Ugh. everybody's like,
1: I can't believe yeah.
3: They got so much hate, they actually had to put an in-joke in the movie. Talking about what a stupid idea that would
2: be. (laughs) (laughs) I actually, I was reading an interview with the cast of the second one, which is the same cast, Mm -hmm. but they were saying that the original film, they had like three different scripts. And right. throughout the filming, they couldn't decide which movie they were making. One was like a total reboot. Oh, One was wow. more referential. One was more serious. The other was goofy. And that's why the tone of that film is so all over the place. Like, it was such a that,
0: mess. That explains a lot.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, they, so it was just a situation where they just didn't know the movie they were making. They just knew we have to make a Ninja Turtles film.
3: That, that is what Roger Ebert called uh, the explosion at the screenplay factory. <laughs>
2: It's so. But it but, is sad that certain
0: studios have to do that just in order to keep the rights. Yeah. And here's looking at you, Fox.
2: <laughs> well, and, and that's Platinum Dude stock and trade, right? They've rebooted Friday the Thirteenth. They rebooted Nightmare on Elm Street. They rebooted the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So they've stuck with horror, and then mm-hmm. now they moved into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, and, and it's it's a situation where I was disappointed by the first film, but as if, as were we all. Yeah, everybody. But I was I was just like. Like, the one thing I walked out of there saying is, you know what? The character designs are awesome. Like, creating the Turtles, they did a great job. I thought the characterizations were fine, like the performances by the Turtle actors. But the problem with that movie was it was an April O'Neil film, and you cannot have an uh, April O'Neil film when you have a particular actress in the lead role. Uh, anybody care to name her? I, uh,
0: Megan Fox. Megan Fox.
2: So I have nothing personally against her. I'm not jumping on the bandwagon of hating hey, no, Megan Fox. Is just hot. She can't act. But I've literally I've seen a lot of her work in other films, and she really does. Here's have looking much at Transformers. Yeah, Jennifer's yeah. body. Even I came across. You know, like yeah. her starring vehicle. She just doesn't have what it takes to carry a film. And that was an April O'Neil origin story. And Turtles mixed in, you know.
3: Many a moment of honest trailers has been devoted to uh, comparing her acting to uh, porn stars. Okay,
2: so, (laughs) So, you know, there you go. She's beautiful to look at, and they used her just right in this movie. So let's get into that. Let's get into Out of the Shadows.
0: So we are going to start off here, and this is definitely spoiler territory. If you've not seen it and don't want to be spoiled, pause it. We are going to play the trailer, and when we get back, we are going to spoil everything or as much as we feel we can spoil. We gotta go now, we only have a 30 second window. I don't know if this is such a good plan.
3: What's the matter, you afraid of heights? Woo, this is awesome! Ouch!
0: Is it coming in kinda fast? Nice catch! We'll have ultimate power.
1: This will help us build an army. <laughs> Dude,
0: bring it back to Mohawk.
3: Good for you. Oh, ho,
2: ho. y'all got jokes, huh? Who are these guys?
3: <laughs> you want to go down swinging?
2: These guys hit harder than anyone. You're up, guys. You met your match, Turtles!
1: No, seriously!
3: Yeah, that's my bad. I got a little carried away.
0: I don't know, that doesn't seem so tough. I was expecting mustache, maybe,
3: evil goatee or something.
0: All right, after that, my first impression was I I would much rather go back and watch this than the other movie we're going to talk about today. Wow,
2: tomorrow. okay.
0: I'm going to spoil that right now. As much as I'd want to go back and watch Apocalypse mm-hmm. just for understanding or better (laughs) comprehension of
2: trying to understand what was going on okay
0: i would much rather go back and just watch the hilarity that was this turtles movie
2: yeah like they just had so much fun again they seem to be trying to make the turtles cool like we're updating them and they're hardcore and they were goofy but they still the movie itself had a very serious tone
0: they tried to make it too grounded yeah and you can't do that with turtles because you have giant Teenage Mutant <laughs> Ninja Turtles.
2: I mean, what? because when you think of the Ninja Turtles, a lot of people would go back to the comic. Mm-hmm. And the 1990 film was more based on the comic than oh, yeah. it was... The the cartoons going series. to hide out in
3: the farm and everything. Yeah. I found out later that is all written. Yeah, if you directly. read those yeah. first
2: few issues of the series, so you're like, wow, okay, and that was awesome, and we loved it because it was dark and at the time it it was in contrast to the cartoon. Mm-hmm. But you remember going in as a kid and going, eh, it's not the turtles I know, but it's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Now. In this film what they did was they said we are finally bringing the cartoon to live action. Like that in that trailer, that's what I when I saw it I was like okay, sold. Bebop and Rocksteady, mm-hmm. Krang and it, as we find out later also the Technodrome. So they give us everything you could want out of a Turtles movie and, and the Turtle van in all its glory. They showed a version of it at the end of the first. Yeah. And it's it goes all out here. Now the one thing that I will say about this movie in the opening, the only thing that threw me is it is like a fun attitude of a film, but the score the minute the score hits, you feel like you're in the dark night and it's such a serious like somber Ooh. horns intro and they're and they're like the turtles are like sliding around they're they're on their way somewhere, and it like does like you know. The subtitle for their name, and it's got a little jokey, you know, uh, yeah. description of them. But the music was so—it was like a hero's theme. It was not like some fun, like Beastie Boys song or something that would get you pumped. Like, oh, okay, this is a party movie. All right, all right. And so that really threw me at the beginning. I was like, oh, I hope they're not doing that again. Uh, but very <laughs> soon after the opening, we find out it's not that at all.
0: No, and that was something. I don't know if you noticed this, Colton, but mm-hmm. I. Thoroughly enjoyed it because they just embraced the gimmicky nature that is the turtles and just went with it. They're like, hey, this is for kids, this
2: is very over the top and fantastic. Let's just go with it. Like they, they, like that was what was fun. They're they're sneaking out to go watch a Knicks game from the Titanatrón in the middle of the court. So <laughs> it's like best seats in the house, you know. And then like you know, Mikey drops a slice of pizza. The basketball player messes up his play. You know, just like all of that. And and then that kind of introduces the whole concept of which is basically what the film title and everything else is. The turtles want to come out of hiding. Mikey especially. Mm-hmm very clear in the first film as well he just wants to be out with humans yeah and, and that is kind of their goal but if they are told it's not it's not safe you know it's people not, not can accept you and whatever so that's really the, the crux of the film that's that's what it's based in how well they develop that is kind of a another discussion but getting back to april what did you guys think of her introduction scene
3: I have to agree with your earlier assessment that it was a wise decision to not have this film be centered around her. Once she became the secondary character that she was meant to be, well utilized. Yeah. And that first scene when she's uh, using the disguises to try and gather information to find out what the Foot Clan is up to, all very well done. Mm -hmm. It's total... Top-notch sidekick stuff. Yeah, you know?
2: exactly. And, and she had her communicator that Donatello made oh, for yeah. her, which is yeah. so cool. And then, like, I love now. And then also in that scene where she has a blonde wig, she's playing like a mm-hmm. you know a hot nerd basically. Yeah, she goes over because she's waiting for Baxter Stockman to show up. Played by Tyler Perry in his greatest performance ever. Um, he was amazing. He really was. I, I was so surprised. Now, and, and just so for people who only, because again, this movie really is based on the cartoon mm-hmm. uh, yeah. interpretation of the Turtles. What many people remember for the cartoon is Baxter Stockman was this little crazy-haired white nerdy guy, like mm-hmm. nutty professor. But in the original comics, he was a nerdy, like kind of just in his head, African American mm-hmm. scientist. That April was his lab assistant.
3: Often described as being a a sociopath too. Exactly. A lot of
2: yeah, he created the Mousers and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. And so when they like shot back to that, I was like, "Oh, that's so cool!" And then Tyler Perry just—he is so like his awkwardness is so perfect in his funny laughs, like mm-hmm. his nerdy well, laughs. Well, at, at one point, I thought it was Neil deGrasse Tyson playing it, it. in the trailers. <laughs> that's who I thought it was. I, I, I didn't I, know. Same year. He's like, acting for reels now, not just cameos. Okay. Yeah, and then it, it wasn't until like towards
0: the end, I was like, "Wait." That's not it. That's not. No. <laughs> and then it, it came across the
2: title screen, and it was Tyler Perry. And I was like, oh, that's the name I was forgetting. <laughs> but I'm sure that's why they decided to go back to that character mm-hmm. model. Because they're like, Neil deGrasse Tyson is such a huge, iconic figure now. In the science realm. We can use the realm original that, version. Yeah, yeah. You can just kind of play off of it. Everybody thought he was Neil deGrasse Tyson. A stand-in, mm-hmm. I'm sure i got to say that early on in the film, though,
3: there was a point at a scale of 1 to 10, I was afraid that it was, it was leaning towards a 2 in the beginning for the film overall. Really? really? Okay. What, be- be- because, what would take you down there? Uh, <laughs> because there, and a lot of films have this problem. I'm not trying to bully this one. Um, there are just some scenes where I just feel like the way the scene is played out, that's what it would look like on a storyboard when you're actually pitching the film. Okay. I need mm-hmm. to flesh it out a little more. The scene when Shredder meets Krang for the first time. He teleports yeah. in there, and they have what George Lucas called pointer dialogue. <laughs> very perfunctory. Very, this is what we're going to do with the plot in big neon letters. Yeah. yeah. And it just didn't feel like it was organic Well, I, I think
2: we could jump right to that scene. Yeah. So basically what, what happens is Shredder is being transported. He's being put in this you know, maximum security van, police mm-hmm. escort. Who are his, his ride mates? You, know, you have Bebop and Rocksteady in human form, played by Seamus, Who WWE four time (laughs) world champion Sheamus, who is, I think he's great. They're both great at this. They're both fun. I don't Mm -hmm. think their their humor is very well written, but their energy is very fun. Mm -hmm. What they bring to it, I just love. Yeah, their
0: energy overcomes the
3: poor writing. Yeah, like this. This they seemed a little too intelligent
2: to be the thugs
3: that they were. That too. (laughs) Some some of his uh, vocabulary choices, uh, Bebop's.
2: I think they were trying to go for, like the guys who think they're smarter than they are. I'm, thi- so. I'm yeah. thinking that
3: we should conjoin our criminal enterprises. Fifty-one know, forty-nine-ish.
2: <laughs> uh, we could work with that. Yeah, but like, but the whole idea that like I, I love the Sheamus is, is this my boy? He's finished yeah because when there's a fight i'll finish it you know like just i don't know there's just i love that he is credited as seamus so it's like it's a wrestler playing uh you know it's a a person playing a wrestler who's playing an actor and playing a character in a film right like he's just like he's so many levels of kayfabe there for all you wrestling Mm -hmm. fans like that he's going along with now
0: the other wrestling tie-in how did you like oliver queen as casey jones
2: what? Oliver Queen? Well, okay.
0: Okay, from Arrow. Yeah,
2: from Arrow. And he has appeared on WWE uh, programming on Raw. He won a match, Yeah, right? Okay, if we're really going to get into it, and just real quick. Actually, let's come back to that, because I have a lot to say on Casey Jones. Oh. So I just, I just want to get real quick to Shredder. So what? What like he's being transported. The Foot Clan tries to break him out. The turtles show up in the turtle van, which was way fun. Mikey's got these nunchuck robot arms, oh my goodness. which was so f- over the top but fun. Like that was totally like a playmates toy type gimmick that would be on the toy. But then, just as Shredder is like about to get away, and they they chop his line from a helicopter, so they think, oh, he's not gonna make it. He gets transported, like just. He just gets blinked out of existence. So deus ex machina. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, oh, Shredder's (laughs) out of here. And so, and he appears in this, like, you know, it almost looks like Cerebro tying it into X-Men. A little bit. Yeah, and there is this robot body, and then this brain creature comes out on tendrils, voiced by, do you know, who voiced Krang? Yes. I wanted to know that. Um, It's crazy. uh, You would not expect it, based on the type of voice uh, it is. Go ahead. Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett. Everybody loves Raymond. Okay,
0: Mm. did you know who it was supposed to be originally? No, who was playing it? Fred Armiston.
2: Oh, that would have been great. Portlandia. Yeah. 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 Wow. They
0: switched him out. And it was only like a month ago.
2: That's so, that's weird. Like of all the very. people, you know, like to, to switch out. He's but like. The... you had plenty of time to make
0: the change in voice edit. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't, Crane didn't have too many lines.
2: Yeah. 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 And, but they were very Crane dialogue from the cartoon. Oh, they were goodness. so, it was so cool. spot on that you. And as Shredder.
3: bizarre as it seems, uh, they had the same thing happen with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Rocket Raccoon's lines were not recorded until like, the, ni- the 11th. Oh, yeah, right.
2: wow. So. Well, the, the, the one thing I will say about that scene that you brought up, mm-hmm. uh, like you said, the, the dialogue itself... It was so, like... And Shredder just accepts everything that Krang says. I'm going to... You have to find these three parts, Mm -hmm. uh, components of a machine, and then you will have... We will share the universe together, basically. And Shredder's like, yes, I will do it. Okay, for a a bad
3: guy, (laughs) he was way too... Easily accepting. Yes, yeah. Very stupid. I, I understand that Shredder is supposed to be very stoic and very not yeah. too rattled, but I, another thing that bothered me was that he did not seem the least bit freaked out by these circumstances. Not at all. I didn't expect him to dance around like crazy or anything.
2: <laughs> but, now, to be fair, in yeah. the first film, he's working with mutagen and transforming turtles into humanoid creatures, you know, so like, I, I know, but he just they're... got alien abducted and he's just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> That's true. It, it was almost like he was stoic. Because he had nothing going on in his brain, he's just like okay, yeah, you know, like I would do it, and then basically, I am a yeah. So like so that that was just too bad, and he like Shredder, along with for me, uh, also from these films, the the pers- the character that's so unnecessary now is Tony Shaloub as Splinter. Because I've lost all respect for him in the first film when we learned he learned ninjutsu from a, a new Jitsu for dummies book.
3: Yeah. And it's yeah, like,
2: he, yes, he learned it very well and apparently taught the turtles to do exercises <laughs> that made them awesome. But I have zero respect for him now. He did not learn from a sensei and it was passed on this age old. He's like, I learned it from a book. And every once in a while, I'm doing That is meditation. the same reason
3: so many people hate Arrow now, the show. Oh, really? Because Arrow is supposed to be special. And some other characters who just learned from taking some Taibo class for a couple months became just <laughs> as great as he was. Uh, so
2: Well, there's our segue, right? Yeah. So let's get in. Stephen huh, and Yeah. As Casey Jones.
0: I am an Arrow fan. Okay. And I and my friends who attended this, just the whole time we were like, dude, that's totally Oliver Queen. That's not even like Arrow. He the same car-
2: oh, he's playing like, the Oliver Queen version. It's, yeah. yeah. It, well, it's different, but
0: it's hard to yeah. pull him away from being that but guy. You're,
2: but you are Are you saying the characterization is the same as the party boy Oliver Queen he plays no, on no, the no. show? No, no, no.
1: It's
0: just the... The vocalization, how he says things, uh-huh. is very Oliver Queen. Well, like, when he's trying to play Oliver Queen... Yeah. Because in the show, he's more the Arrow or mm-hmm. Green Arrow sure. than he is Oliver Queen. Right. Because of his life experiences, all the bad guys he's faced... Yeah. It's like spent, Bruce
2: Wayne Batman. Right. He's putting on a face. Yeah. You,
0: you spend more time as Batman or the Arrow, and you have to put on a different mask in your normal, quote-unquote, life...
2: Yeah. And that kind of character just played into him. Well, a and little he never—he never changes. See, I thought they hired him to play the arrow type character, like this kind of you know, I don't want to say demented, but ha- having an issue, vigilante, serious vice, I'm going to be so dangerous. But instead he literally, I think, he, I think the director sat him down and said, I need you to watch Batman forever. And Batman and Robin Chris O'Donnell, <laughs> that's you in this movie. Cause go back and watch those movies if you dare. And he is hundred percent playing Chris O'Donnell as Robin as dick grayson again there was no difference bad boy nightwing you name it i can do it (laughs) i want to drive a car kit chicks dig the car this is why superman works alone you know but it's just like i was so put off by i saw it in the trailer when i saw it i was like wait is chris o'donnell back in in acting and then somebody told me no that's the arrow i was like oh it is oh okay because i don't watch arrow I, i never got into it. flash is great arrow not so much but um but Again, okay, my opinion. No, no flag, a lot of people, a way. lot of people would
0: agree with yeah. you. But.
2: but but yeah. So like, but for me, like he is literally like just like, hey, I'm fun time guy all the time. And I, guess what? I'm a cop also. But I guess I'm not really good, and nobody respects me because I talk like this. You know, like he's just like you. You never thought he was awesome, even when he's fighting people and he has this, you know, ability to use his hockey skills to save the day. You're just like, nah. it just. Like the choreography for the fighting also was not impressive for him.
0: Agreed, the choreography wasn't very good yeah. for the fight scenes.
2: The, the the scene where
3: he's talking to Laura Linney's character for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the chief was one, was one of the yeah. issues I had early in the film that had me tilting low. Yes. Yeah,
0: I didn't, I didn't quite like that.
3: It, it, it's my jurisdiction now. I mean, I've seen that in every police procedural.
2: But, but speaking he, of which, it's at, as old at, as movie
3: and w- television yeah. themselves.
2: At what point, Megan Fox and Stephen Amell get arrested? And they end mm. up interrogation. And Megan Fox asks for her one phone call, and then he says, "Legally, she's entitled to one phone call." That is a lie. Just so you know, if you ever get arrested, you are not entitled to anything yeah. on the phone call. Like so, like that's been debunked multiple times. But when that showed up, I was like, "Ah, oh, come on, guys!" We but it's gotta past, show up. Stuff. It's I a mean, movie trope. I know. It's just what you expect. But anyway, painfully cliche. But like back to his character. Mm-hmm. Casey Jones characterization. Here's the thing. Casey Jones is my favorite character in the TMNT universe. Like in the comics, he was like a a literal psychopath that went out there beating people up and he was just so, I think he was supposed to be just like the turtles were a parody of Daredevil comics. He was a parody of the Punisher but he was made ridiculous that instead of a bunch of different weapons that were guns, he had a bunch of different weapons that was sports equipment, which that kinda kind of plays off
0: the DC character, the sports master. <laughs> I, I was told the foot clan is a parody of the
3: hand.
2: The hand. yeah. yeah, yeah from that, that exactly. That, yeah. If you watch the series now, everybody knows mm-hmm. the hand, but yeah, and splinter was stick. If you get that. Yes. You know, like, yeah. He's a splinter of the stick. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, so, I,
0: I think they could still do some of that because they didn't really resolve his
2: character at the end. No, he's like, he's a cop and he's, I don't know if he was fired, but he and just he goes off He was more or, on or less put own. on leave. Yeah. yeah, and so he's like, "I'm gonna do my thing," but like, in you, you cannot beat Elias Koteas as Casey Jones in the 1990 film, let to a lesser extent in uh, Ninja Turtles Three. But he was just <laughs> he he embodied it so well. He had the dangerous like this guy is a little off. But he also had like the, the good, he's a good guy who's trying to help. Like he played it so perfectly, just his attitude. And I, I would literally, I wish they would have done a Casey Jones spin off film just with him. And they said they came to him for a cameo in this. And he's like, no. <laughs> yeah like i'm sure you saw the characterization he's just like what good is that gonna do me like people are gonna remember how awesome i was he's but gotten so many prestige
3: roles since yeah. then that this would be a step down for him
2: yeah so like so that's what i'm saying like and the toy was always my favorite toy just that hot the iconic hockey mask designed from the comics in the cartoon it was just it's so unique they did not they really did it the the mask he has in this movie is like a helmet and it looks like Freddy versus Jason, and they had a baby. So it's like Freddy's yeah. face in a Jason mask. And I was like, it's of dudes. Did they do that on purpose? Yeah. Like, it looks terrible. It's too big for his head. It makes his yes. head look giant. And well, so I'm glad
0: just... they did kind of play into that later on when he's talking to her. Yeah. And she's like, what did you say? And then he talks, <laughs> yeah. and you can hear it just muffled.
2: <laughs> that was a good joke, actually. That, that made me laugh. Yeah. Oh, and I got to tell you, because like, we haven't even talked about the turtles yet. But their introduction, because Casey Jones is our point of view character in this movie, Mm -hmm. right? We had April last time, now we have Casey Jones, but we have less of him, luckily. And what happens is, that, like, Michelangelo goes on this... This like two to three minute introduction of all the brothers, you know, and it's, he's like a game show host. They have this like music oh, playing in the background. Oh my goodness, that music! My t- my crowd that I was with at the audience, they literally stood up and applauded after Mike did that, and I was like, "What? you, This is the movie you're standing up and applauding for? They they just loved his energy. I don't know what it was, but like." People literally were so excited. They're like, "That was an amazing performance!" Uh, mm-hmm. In the middle of the film, I was like, "Okay, fine." Well, I guess people so.
0: people latch on to Mikey. Yeah. I mean, so, but
2: yeah, he's he's very charismatic. That's are for you sure. two like a thing? <laughs> but and then like, uh, so from there, basically, what the rest of the movie is, right, is they're all trying to find the pieces of this device mm-hmm. that will open the portal. Allow the Avengers that will allow oh, the, very, very the techno so. drone to come through mm-hmm. from Dimension X, and Krang can reign supreme. And you know he's not going to share with Shredder. There, uh, why did Shredder think that was even an option? Yeah. <laughs> but but that's that's what he believes. And in the meantime, so Shredder uh, or this mutagen is synthesized because Krang gives Shredder a sample. He gives it to Baxter Stockman, who's like, <laughs> Dude, he's just like, giggly yeah, he's over the so top. I'm going to be a giggly guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes in and they create Bebop and Rocksteady, who, again, very stupid bathroom humor. But, I'm a little piggy. <laughs> yeah. But but they they were, again, just having so much fun with the role mm-hmm. that you can't fault them. You're like, that's what yeah. you really said, look, this is a kid's movie. I'm not looking for high highbrow No. I, I just gave it over at that point. I'm like, you know what? Let's just let it be what it is. And they were stupid in the cartoon, if that's your frame of reference. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, like they just they have stupid. What do voices. we do next, boss? Yeah. And so really like I thought they were fine as characters and there's some good battles, you know. Like I thought the whole one of the pieces, like the two, the two, two pieces of the machine are in the city. The other one is in Brazil, of all places. Yeah, so like, oh, we got to have a national moment. So they go to Manaus, Brazil, up in the rainforest, and the the turtles have to hitch a ride on a freight plane, um, <laughs> which and, mm-hmm. they, and then they parachute out. Raf is the B.A. Baracus from the A team of this. He's the Mr. T who's afraid of heights and flying. He doesn't want to jump out. But that's a really fun like it's basically the opposite of the water sequence from the first movie.
0: No, it's the opposite so? of the snow sledding. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Scene. You're
2: right. It is more along the lines of yeah. that. Yeah. And, that's what and I it's thought totally I'm just blanking. a stunt. Frozen that's the water. only reason
0: <laughs> that's the only reason they got him on planes. That's the mm-hmm. only reason they threw him out in the jungles of Brazil. <laughs>
2: Which are there for like five seconds once they land. Yeah. Which is funny. And B-Bop and Rock said you have a tank and they're blowing everything up, you know, mm-hmm. crushing the rainforest. So they're evil. They're eco-villains. Get yeah. Captain Planet on the phone. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I bet overall, like by the by the conclusion of the film, like you're you're at a place where like, okay, well we know how this is all gonna come together. They're gonna find all the pieces, the portal opens up. What are the turtles going to do to save the day? My main concern, I was like, oh no, they're literally repeating the ending of the first film on a rooftop battle, you know, with Shredder and all that. I was like, I don't know about this. Like, I wish they had a different. Concept like they should have gone to Dimension X or something and like destroyed the the machine, or the portal from that side, then jump through at the last minute, like something like that. Give us a preview of Dimension X. We could have seen all the rock soldiers or the neutrinos because mm-hmm. they do, they do drop like this is neutrino alloy or something like that. Baxter's talking, yeah. so was, oh, are the neutrinos coming in here? <laughs> They're gonna have their, their flying hover corvette, all right, you know. But, um, but yeah, so it wraps up. And, you know, Turtles save the day, Technodrome, all the pieces end up going Yeah, it wraps up almost Mm -hmm. too nicely. Yeah. And the
0: whole, you can step out of the shadows now. Yeah.
2: This is the heart and soul of the film. They tried to put it that's very light. And it is actually carried over from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the animated film. Mm -hmm. But it's that Leonardo wants to be a leader of the team. He wants to keep everybody united. Raphael's too headstrong. Mikey's a doofus. Donatello is just too much in his head. He's not strong-willed enough to help Leonardo. Mm-hmm. So they split, and Leonardo says, you know, Raph and Mikey, you're off the team, basically, for this yeah. mission. Oh. And so they go to do one thing, and then Raph and uh, and, and Mikey go to the police station with April and Do something stupid. And Casey. Yeah, and, they, and then the police capture them, basically. And only by Casey and April jumping in the way of them can they get away. But then, by the film's end basically April and Casey convinced the chief of police you need the turtles because they've saved the city more more times than you can imagine. And they
0: gave Will Arnett more screen time.
2: Okay. (laughs) But he was great in this film versus what he was in the last film. I have to admit I found it
3: hysterical that montage at the beginning of the great hero of the (laughs) The city of Like that that just shows how much perception is reality. Absolutely. How the whole city and I believe it, the oh, way yeah. the world is in yeah, real life Yeah, media, just give us a you story. You can fool people into thinking the biggest cowards are the biggest heroes <laughs> and vice versa. I just...
2: But it, but like a little the, too true to life. They well, did up the comedy for him in this one mm-hmm. where it really worked. Like the first film he was just like, hey, I'm a guy that makes sarcastic comments every once in a while. Yeah. This one he had an I'll art Lego Batman. Yeah. yeah. He had to admit that he was not the hero to the chief police, you know, and and there's a lot of just joking between him and the turtles where they're jabbing at him, which is funny.
3: And I'm a real Stoneheart that scene where the turtles the, the, the swelling music as they explain how yeah. they're gonna save the world again. Yeah. We're just four brothers did, from New York. That did yeah, yeah exactly that. Yeah. that
2: that did get to me. Yeah. And that was good. You know, that's mm-hmm. the that's the uniting of the turtles and the, the police force. But, you know, by the end of the film, like they're just united because they're united. There was no resolution to Leonardo's like, judgment of his brothers as not being worthy yeah. members of the team. you know. So it's just kind of like, eh, okay, well, we're back. We're all united. All That's right. the same
3: problem I had with Fantastic Four last year. Yeah. They okay. just came
2: together, and there was no familial bond and yeah. none of that. But, you know, like, again, it is what it is. It's it's a kid's action film. We really weren't in this for well, the they really left,
0: storytelling. They left that open... To explore down the road sure. too.
3: Mm-hmm. Tyler Perry made it explicit. He he wants to come back for the third one, and he has it on good authority that Baxter Stockman will turn into a fly uh, in the yes. man at
0: arms, or
3: I forgot what
2: the name of his. No, no, he name. was just the fly. Like, oh, yeah, okay. Baxter Stockman, the fly. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what the toy was, the cartoon, and everything. Yeah, he didn't have a special name. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but he was definitely cool. So I mean, here's the thing: like, if I if I'm gonna recommend this film, like, because I actually got my my. Uh, Nephew in law, kind of a weird thing, but he ended up posting. He's like, Well, people just stop making these movies about my childhood. You know, it's like, This is terrible. And then my wife is commenting, Guess where Adam is right now? You know, and he's like, and his comment reply was, Sir, I do believe you will watch anything. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Your cold. wife
0: should have replied, Well, he did love Xanadu. Yes. Hey,
2: keep an eye out. It's sequel quest coming up, Xanadu in a couple months. <laughs> Don Bluth
3: animated that one. Yep. Yeah, oh yeah, gotta love your. My wife book. used to be in his ward. <laughs>
2: hey. oh. mm-hmm. but I will just say, like to me, like I think this it's a step up from the first one. It's what we sh- should have expected from the first film. It's better than the second of the original trilogy that tried to be more cartoony, Agreed. but got rid of anything that was cool about them. So, like to me, like I think they've they've achieved something that we've been waiting for. The 1990 film is still the best. And I would put mm-hmm. the TMNT animated film probably next to that, but this is third in line as a really good Ninja Turtles film for for, for the fun of it. You know, it's not on par with any other superhero films we're getting out there. Even Ant Man was cooler than this, yeah. you know. Yeah. But but it's still a, it's still an enjoyable movie, and I think you know it's worth going to see. You know. Yeah. If you're
0: looking for a laugh, yeah, go watch.
2: You will laugh. Mm-hmm. And my again, my audience at the end of the film. Stood up to go, and they were applauding the film. I was like, "Who? Nobody does that for any yeah. movie anymore." And they chose Ninja Turtles, so like to me, I'm like, "All right." I mean, I might, I might not have felt exactly that way, but everybody seems to be on board with this movie.
0: Did they throw anything at the end of the credits? Because I did not stick around.
2: <laughs> oh no! I, so I, I watched it like I was literally the last person in the theater. Everybody took took off. <laughs> they clapped, and then we're out. But like, th- th- there was a very cool Ninja Turtles remix theme song. Oh yes. So there's like a, a pop punk kind of digital song that was very fun um but yeah no there wasn't anything that i saw okay but w- w- was no that teenagers? as good as
3: t-u-r-t-l-e power <laughs> which is a fantastic song yes. yeah uh,
2: but yeah but that was uh, i mean would you guys feel the same way like jeremy it sounds like you're yeah i agreement i'd
0: recommend it if you're looking for something to laugh at i mean just go <laughs> and enjoy i mean the, your other options in the theaters aren't very good at the moment yeah. unless you're watching
2: civil war still yeah Colton's making a face. Uh, uh, six out of ten.
3: Uh, <laughs> I, I had a decent amount of fun. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. When the first one came out, you gave it a five out of ten. Saw it again, appreciated it a little more, bumped up to six. So I'm thinking there's room for me to bump it up if I see it again. Improvement. Okay. Yeah. yeah. and Sometimes it goes down, sometimes it goes up. I have a feeling if I see it again, I'll appreciate it more, and it'll go up to a seven. But for now, it's a six. Okay. Uh, as for Stephen Amell, <laughs> I'm not shutting the door on him becoming a movie star but this wasn't it. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe the third one will be it, but...
0: Yeah, hopefully uh, they give him a little more to do and a little better direction. Yeah. More towards the vigilante side.
3: Yeah. The the scenes I mentioned earlier where it just feels like pointer dialogue, storyboard dialogue, Mm -hmm. there was enough of that that it kind of dragged down, especially on his end. It it just, it it dragged down some of the material, and that's why I'm not giving this film a higher rating yet. Yeah. But I did have a, a decent amount of fun, and...
2: And Megan Fox yeah. even got to say cowabunga. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. not, not really her line to say, mm. but why not? We well, got, they've we got kind won. of done
0: that throughout the whole series. Yeah. Everybody's saying everybody else's lines. <laughs> All right, so enough Turtles. X-Men Apocalypse.
1: Okay.
2: Apocalypse means to destroy this world.
1: Let's go to war.
3: Everything they've built will fall!
1: Well, you've been busy. We had a
0: little help.
2: Adam, you did not see this. Could not get. I could not bring myself to go see it. It was not worth it to me from what I've seen in the trailers. And yes, I've heard the buzz about it, but it just it didn't look like there was anything there for me to see other than uh, special effects fight scenes. That was all I saw what uh, okay. they were trying to pull me in with. So you guys tell me, what do we have in this story?
0: Uh, do you want to start off,
3: Colton? <laughs> yes, yes. Please. I'm, I'm happy to start
2: off. All <laughs> right. Uh, let me start off by saying
3: I don't think I dislike this film as much as you guys do. But, yeah, it's of the new first-class trilogy, it's easily the weakest of the three. Easily. Okay. Easily. Um. But yeah, okay. It does have some wonderful, amazing standalone parts here and there. Agreed. But it does. It also has some moments that, whether I think obviously it's unintentional, but they unintentionally reminded me of bad stuff from other movies. Is it okay if we do spoilers? Sure. We're That's we're doing all spoilers. About. All right. Just just make it sure. All right. You know how in X Men Origins Wolverine, one of the big things that pushes Wolverine over to the edge and into the Weapon X program is his girlfriend, quote unquote, dying. Yeah. You know? Yes. And she dies out there in the middle of the woods surrounded by nature and <laughs> agony and anguish. In this film, Magneto has the same thing happen to wow. him. And I was just like, really? You're going <sighs> to go to that well again?
2: Well, it's and it's yeah. strange to me because I heard that idea that, that Magneto has a family that gets mm-hmm. killed. And I'm like, the whole, there's already all this controversy. Quicksilver is in the uh-huh. Avengers films. He's in the X-Men mm-hmm. universe. And like now you're going to bring a daughter into the situation Magneto that's not is Scarlet Witch. <laughs> Yeah, and I, mean, I yeah. guess you know, he's... He gets around, that's his life. What did I, you think, Jeremy? I dislike that
0: opening. And that but was the, the opening Mag- of the Well, then. more or less. But, I mean, um, I'm assuming
2: they open in ancient Egypt. Yeah, so yeah. they okay.
0: open there. But, I mean, once they shift to Magneto's story, first off, where we left him at the end of the last one, he was ready to tear up anything and everything in mm-hmm. order to have mutants, like, take the lead in the world. Yeah. And in this, they open him up in such a polarized position where he's hiding out, working in like a steel mill, mm-hmm. <laughs> working with metal, yeah. not using his powers. Sure. In
3: Poland, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Just hiding out, has a family, low key. And his daughter's like a Disney character. All the animals just, it's, it's part of her mutant power. But oh, yeah, right. I, The first moment I saw her at the well with the yes. deer and everything, I'm just like, are you Snow White or something? Yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, oh, oh, go ahead. Oh,
0: man. It just. The only reason they introduced a family was to kill them yeah. and give him a reason to, had accept, no development.
3: to accept Apocalypse's offer to become one yeah. of his worst yeah. It's mm-hmm. Such a lame trope, to bring them in only to kill them off. Yeah. Although the way he avenged them was pretty cool. It, Taking the daughter's locket off and sending it around through everybody's neck. Well.
0: It killed ten guys. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But, but again, whole... it's, we go through all of that just to get that one cool mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. Which we didn't need because he was already in the frame of mind yeah. at the end of the last movie yeah. where he would have accepted like, Apocalypse's did, did, did offer. Did he
2: get taken into custody at the end of Days of Future Past again? Because he gets shot in the neck. Does he just... No, he just flies off. Right? Yeah, he just flies off. Okay, because I, th- I thought he got t- went to prison mm-hmm. again. And then but, did they explain but there again, this out? is X-Men and
0: Fox. I already go into one of those movies having an expectation level way low. Mm-hmm. So that... I'm not disappointed. <laughs> and anything to the positive would be a plus in these because they they haven't given me enough reason to hype up mm-hmm. certain movies yeah. and have an expectation of higher because they tend to let us down a lot.
2: Basically, it's only when they do something like Deadpool that they just let somebody go off and do their own thing that everybody yes. all yes. of a sudden loves their movies. Like, great yeah. decision, Fox. You stayed out of it. Okay. so But, but, this... but at the same time, we're also looking
0: at that whole trope of the timelines are all screwed up. Mm -hmm. Is it McAvoy or Stewart? (laughs) And you're literally at the opening of this movie. You don't know where characters are in relation to when we left them in the 70s because this supposedly opens in 1983.
1: Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And it's supposedly 10 years. This is the 10th anniversary of when Magneto took over the stadium and
3: assaulted the presidency and... So no contrived to make Mystique <laughs> yeah. into this wonderful hero that everybody adores. And that's my
2: question: Is she the main character in this movie? Then is Mystique she our is point of view a hero? main character?
3: Yeah. Okay. It, it, and I can't help but feel like it's a marketing ploy to play into Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence's newfound popularity. It is totally. Yeah. Uh, and it that feels a little cheap to
2: me. Now, what what is her? focus at this point when she comes into the film? What's she doing? Because remember the last time she was going around the world trying to free mutants Yeah, she she's doing still doing thing. that. She is okay. still yes. in the underground black market where mutants are being
3: captured and or exploited okay. and she's going in and freeing I, them. I saw some
2: cage fighting in a trailer. Mm-hmm. Yes.
3: So, okay. We, we meet her in an underground cage place. She's speaking other languages infiltrating and setting people free. That's how one of the uh, four people of the apocalypse, the angel, she frees him Okay. And uh, that's Well, no, becomes... she
0: frees... Uh, Oh, nightcrawler, nightcrawler. Okay. Oh, who is fighting right. Right. angel who gets his wings fried oh. and, that's and that's why that's why, apocalypse that's so why is he needs help it, from it's so apocalypse. easy to get
3: them mixed up because in the comics uh is like mystique's son and they yeah, both have blue and they... so i get them mixed up sorry <laughs> about that i get them well mixed yeah because
2: back in the day for me like uh the only thing i knew about like apocalypse in that universe was because i read the comics but I, I was never a big x-men fan Um, Like, I I was aware of them. And at the time, like, when the original Toy Biz figures came out, I think it was 1990 as well, like, they were based, like, partly on X-Factor comics, uh, where, where like, the original X-Men had formed their new team, and then... They, but Apocalypse was one of the bad guys from X Factor that's where he was like okay. introduced and so his toy was like all it could do was like extend the arms would extend and mm-hmm. the legs would extend he was kind of skinny then later they made a better toy that was like bulkier or more buff mm-hmm. and he had snap on arms that he could like change mm, he'd have yeah. like a you know just like a gun armor you have whatever you know that you could put on him which was really cool. Um, and then Archangel. So like I, I didn't know before I knew that angel was originally the angel. He was Archangel, and yeah. he had blue skin, and he had these like metal wings, yeah. and he shot shards of stuff out. You know, so like Angel, that's always my well, favorite. Watching his so.
3: wings turn to metal, that was pretty cool. Is that awesome? It was
2: body horror.
0: Like, oh really? Okay. Like okay. it was it was on par with the body horror stuff that we saw in Fantastic Four. Mm, okay, David Cronenberg. But it was it was good like it yeah. played to what we were watching like that was that was a good portion and mm-hmm. a good explanation of what was going on
2: so so let's tell me about apocalypse because honestly like that is the thing that i didn't want to see the movie for is i don't know what this villain is about and i'm wondering if anything is explained throughout it's, the film or if he just shows
3: up from what i've heard cuz i i have, like you have not followed too much of x-men comics but apparently the age of apocalypse storyline is very beloved yeah. He's But that's ma- very
2: different than this. The Age of Apocalypse is an alternate reality yeah. timeline. No, and... this yeah, this is that's...
0: not the Age of Apocalypse.
2: Yeah. I'm getting into the character's motivations. Yeah.
3: He's a very new age. I want to cleanse the earth, mm-hmm. make the earth better type of character. And you know, worse than Magneto cuz Magneto, he, you know how Magneto's
2: complex. He doesn't believe he's the bad guy. Apocalypse is yeah. that times a thousand. Okay. He's just yeah. like and is he sympathetic at all, or is he just evil? Like, do you understand, like, this is why he wants to do it. He had a traumatic experience in Egypt, or is he just evil from the get-go? He <sighs>
3: genuinely believes the world should be claimed for the strong. We should not have laws and structures in place to protect the weak
2: at Okay. All. That, all that, right. That's
3: his big motivation. A bizarre, yeah. understandable, but ultimately crazy psychological Yeah, rom- he pretty
0: problems. much wants to cleanse it and mm-hmm. leave only the mutants remaining. Okay. Because yeah. when he awakens, he finds mm-hmm. out that the humans are the ones that are ruling the world, mm-hmm. and he he's like, no, this can't be. We're, <laughs> we're can't done, done with this. Thing.
3: What? Okay. So, uh, one of the other things, because remember I told you about how uh, th- there's unintentional moments where they reference really bad yes. movies, and I already mentioned X-Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> one of the things that Apocalypse does as part of his preliminary cleansing of the world is he disarms all the people he sees as inferior. He uses, not his own powers, but he gets... Uh, uh, McAvoy, uh, Professor X's. Yeah,
0: he locks into his yeah. mind.
3: And he uses his powers huh. and amplifies them all around the world to control people and get them to launch all the nuclear weapons. Okay, They all get taken off of the Earth and sent off into the atmosphere. Uh, and I'm just like... They're all sent su- into space. Yeah, so- Superman for the quest for peace. <laughs> and I'm just like...
2: Once again, that's a well you don't want to go to. But the villain's all about it this time instead <laughs> yeah, of the hero. That's interesting. Yeah. Eliminate any threat to me. That's exactly. It's a better yeah. ploy for a villain. Yeah.
0: And in doing so, they end up taking uh, Professor X and mm-hmm. capturing him. And Who's he's, they? The apocalypse? Uh, and apocalypse his crew? and his like horsemen, that. yeah. Storm and,
3: almost has no lines in this movie, so really? such a lost opportunity. Nor
0: does Psylocke.
3: There.
2: Oh <laughs> Yeah. See that, that. Now that's the thing, right? Let's get into Psylocke yeah. a little it, bit later. Yeah, it oh, was probably for the better there.
0: that she was not speaking much.
2: Yeah. About. So, so, but Professor X gets captured by them, to for that purpose or for something else. Is no. Additional... Okay. So
0: here is how Apocalypse gains new powers, and mm-hmm. he's not been in one body throughout all time. Okay. You know? As his body uh, uh, decomposes, essentially. Mm-hmm. He goes through a ceremony where he transfers his consciousness into Professor
3: X. That's oh, what he's trying a, to into do. Into a new Or into it, a new mutant. And then when that mutant's body dies down, he moves on and he takes the powers with oh, him oh, each cool. and every time. Okay. So he's been transferring for a long time. Mm-hmm. He's accumulated a ton of powers. And the big thing that would do him in each time is some type of mutiny. Where, wherever he ruled, everything just went to the crowd. And how
2: did he get...
3: Like locked away. This oh, last with, that was Did a really cool that? Rube Goldberg it, it sequence was. where okay. they just set up an elaborate stone and wood trap okay. to just get his entire Egyptian kingdom to just cave in on. Yeah, him. So he's yeah. While stuck he is under there to the make the sure time. this never happens again, he wants Professor X's power so that he can clairvoyantly know of any mutinies. That well, yeah,
0: not just that; uh-huh. he would control mm-hmm. them I by know. mind. Okay. So it, it essentially, by might and right, intimidation. he would cleanse the earth and whoever's left, he would be able to control by his mind power. So yeah. that, and also I kind of made a connection. This is how Professor X learns to transfer his consciousness. Yeah. I'm just, okay. just so throwing it to X3. In yeah, X3. Right. <laughs> we don't like to talk about it, but there is one way he learns how. Oh, yeah.
2: interesting. So now the other thing, obviously, in this is from the trailer, we get we're like you mentioned Storm and Silicon, we're getting a bunch mm. of rebooted characters, early, you know, younger versions of the characters. And what I saw in the trailer is that it looks like Wolverine breaks out Jean Grey and Cyclops from some type of mutant camp. Is that from X-Men Origins Wolverine? Did they just redo that scene they from a different perspective? They kind of
0: rebooted and did away with a lot of that old ch- timeline right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was actually the kids themselves... Okay, we're getting spoilery here. There's an explosion at the X-Mansion. Okay. And this is while they're trying to save Professor X from Apocalypse. They're trying to destroy Cerebro. Havoc goes... It wreaks havoc on it. Uh And the explosion ends up hitting the new jet that Hank has been working on. And it explodes. This is where Quicksilver comes in. I won't... I won't spoil yeah. anything there. You have to see that yes. scene. Okay. I mean, it's hilarious. I will go
3: on the record and say it is even better than the Quicksilver oh, scene cool. that we saw. So they've in to Street approve it. Okay. Hysterical, yes. and it is all done to this tune of. Is it okay if I give away the song? Yeah. Go for the song, yeah. Sweet Dreams by Unit Oh, ah, that's cool. Yeah. Right.
0: So after that, they're all outside, and in comes Striker
2: oh, and really? his so force. So they're right.
0: they're coming in. Because they didn't explain what happened when Mystique right, at the end, was striker. playing yeah. Striker. And that loose end wasn't tied it, up And is it at that all. same actor? Yeah, same okay. actor. Mm-hmm. So he comes in and he rounds up certain of the mutants. Oh, okay. It, it's almost like he knew who certain ones were. So,
2: so was Scott mm. there and Jean Grey was there? And like...
0: There's also a part that got cut, which was a whole mall scene. And this is where Jubilee was supposed to mm-hmm. use her powers, was at the mall. So this mall scene's cut out, so you have Cyclops, Jean, Nightcrawler, Jubilee. Jubilee was I, supposed I'm not aware to of this be scene. there.
3: The moment you mentioned the mall yeah. and Jubilee there, I just keep envisioning that song from uh, uh, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, let's, let's go to the, to the mall. The mall. <laughs> sorry, um, I'm so sorry. Yeah, so the kids are off. They are doing.
0: They went to the mall. They're on their way back. The X-Mansion explodes, and then everybody's standing around. Stryker uses this, like, sonic wave machine, mm-hmm. knocks all the mutants out. Okay, except Nightcrawler, Gene, and Scott. Okay. And they're hiding in the debris. And at this point, Stryker's like picking out mutants, like the bigger ones, yeah. Hank, and just all the, all the big mutants. So they yeah. round them up and fly away with them. Nightcrawler transports them into the helicopter, and they're all t- taken to Alkali Lake. Okay. So, so it's while around. they're there, they're trying to figure out, oh, how are we going to break these guys out? So there's the three kids... Nightcrawler Gene and Scott that are running around through the complex mm-hmm. and they end up just some of their some of their lines were so forced mm-hmm. <laughs> they hear this growling and Scott's like is that an animal and Gene's like no it's ferocious or and it's just it's like telegraphing it's, what they're it's been treated getting. like one uh, yeah. yeah so they Unlock the cage and out pops Weapon X, oh. Headgear and Diaper and all cool. in <laughs> all awesome. his glory. It's a great scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He kills everybody, including Brian Singer. <laughs> and then Gene and him Very in the most too. awkward. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's a teaser for what they're gonna do with yeah. Overy
2: movie, the next mm-hmm. one. Sort of okay.
0: Gene and him have a moment where she frees him of the of the gear and she unlocks parts of his mind. Oh, Parts of his memories that had been lost, and so they have. They share this very awkwardly sweet moment because you're like, she's like 16 and he's 50 something or 100 something. Civil War, right?
3: (laughs) So I mean, it's like, uh... but you know they're gonna have a future together
2: somewhat. Exactly. So
0: you see where that connection starts. Yeah.
2: Okay. That's that's not bad. So of the new you know introduction of the mutant characters who is your favorite that you walked away said because like i, I understand that there's the whole talk right now that fastbender and mcavoy and lords their contracts are up so if they don't come back i'm assuming they're kind of saying well all of these new characters could well they've the already franchise. talked about
0: doing a new mutants like this is kind of the wrap-up uh-huh, of, of x-men the first of class trilogy the, the first class trilogy so if those three don't come back they've got other avenues they're going to go. They're going go to go the new mutants. They're going to do the the 90s X-Men. Cool. I mean, they don't have to have Professor X there. Mhm. Like they could say he's off in the savage lands or something <laughs> just tease that he's away. Yeah. And just go about doing their own But do you movie. feel like
2: these new mutants could carry a film? Like were they good enough? Did you enjoy them enough to say well, these could be new stars. The other one, the other characters were kind of unknowns, the other actors in the first one in 2000. Like do you feel like they have enough charisma to be like the next generation?
3: About Storm, yes, even though she was not properly developed at all. The actress who played her, yeah. Alexandra something of Alexandra Shipp. Ship, Ship, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I believe she could be one of the people who uh, uh, how do I say this? Shoehorns in uh, the new era because okay. uh, they they want to carry on in the 90s, right? Yeah
0: i I see these three with with her Jean and Scott. they can carry at least another trilogy between them,
2: okay now what about havoc in this? Cause it's not like he did not get taken with the rest of them. Uh, what what is it? Does he does he end up with a cool costume at all? Let's
0: not talk about having. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you need to watch the movie. All
2: right, that'll be my surprise. There I'm will so be
0: there will be reasons. I I don't understand how he's like forty years old and looks like he's twenty.
3: Yeah. Uh, if he's which, from the 60s. then again yeah.
0: that's that's the whole X Men conundrum where I, I think somebody explained it as about six years in regular
2: time equals one year of X-Men time. (laughs) So well but by the way before Ninja Turtles when I went and saw that there was a trailer for his next movie it's called monster trucks, yeah we
0: saw that too which
2: is hilarious it it's looks a, hilarious is, yes. is, is that his I mean he he looks like they're positioning him as the new star he's like oh he can carry a film he'll be our guy but I'll see I guess I'll I, see it I, end of I didn't movie.
3: get that trailer in front of my oh show, really so yeah, it's, it's,
2: it's about like these octopus aliens that hide inside they like hiding trucks. in trucks <laughs> and they power the truck wow. <laughs> and, and it like,
0: sounds stupid, but watch the trailer. It looks, Look it up online. I, I, I have
3: sat through stupider, homemade, straight-to-video story It phones. is better than Zoolander 2. Yeah, it's, <laughs> okay. it's,
2: it just looks more fun because it's so original, but I digress. So when, when Apocalypse is wreaking havoc, and he's got his horsemen doing everything, like what is, what is the X-Men response? Are they just immediately organized and like, mm-hmm. okay, let's fight him, or do they have to bring the team together? Like People have to get trained? Well, as like, they're leaving...
0: The... Uh, the Weapon X facility. That's when they head to Apocalypse. Really, mm. um, they suit up in flight suits. Yeah, that was a they, little forced. They, they,
3: they, they explained where the black leather costumes oh, came from. Okay, they
2: were just alkali
3: Why? Why, yeah, why, why, why they personal. kind of dumped the old yellow leotard, moved onto it, and it was a little forced, but it was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, that they they took the time to explain that. Yeah,
0: but at that point, um, it's really like. Apocalypse teaches Magneto how to uh, control the minerals within the earth.
2: Hmm. So it's not just metal, like fully formed metal. No?
0: Right. It's, it's mm-hmm. raw metal, okay. iron, everything mm-hmm. that's in the earth. So Takes Apocalypse Takes him to
3: an old concentration camp to use the emotional oh, pull right. of that to bring it out of him.
2: Huh.
0: And so they take him back to Egypt where it all started. <laughs> and magneto is just tearing up the earth the polarity is getting all screwed up magnetism with the earth mm-hmm. and just everybody is freaking out so magneto's doing his thing you've got storm that's protecting um, apocalypse who is getting ready to perform this ceremony for professor x to transfer to transfer in. into professor x's okay. body
2: now Ed, can i just ask real quick that Moment in the trailer where Apocalypse grows to enormous size, does he literally do that? Or is it in Professor X's mind? Yeah, moment? they get okay, into a mind battle. It's a okay, mind battle. That. I was yeah. like, that has to be it. Even mm-hmm. though his character does grow in the comics, right. like, I was like, they're probably not really doing that. So, okay. No. Because why I was... wouldn't he just destroy everything himself exactly. if he's Godzilla, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs>
1: so
0: they're, they start the ceremony and it gets interrupted. Okay. And part of the ceremony, in part of the transition is where Professor
3: X loses his hair. Uh, and it happens so it's to explained. all the other people that he transferred through okay. as well. That's why uh, Apocalypse, Apocalypse himself is bald. So
2: that wasn't like a fake-out teaser from the end no, of the trailer yeah. that actually happens. Yes. Okay. yes. That's, that's good. I'm glad, I'm glad yeah. they gave a good reason for and,
0: it. And so the transition is interrupted. They save Professor X, get him out of there, get him away, and try to get him away. Lots of things happen at this point. And so they're slowly trying to turn all of the other horsemen against Apocalypse. And slowly Psylocke is more or less just hiding. (laughs) You've got Storm that's she sees what happens to Angel and she's like, I don't agree with that. And if you're just going to use us, then I'm out kind of thing uh, mm -hmm. she backs off until
2: she's all in you're saying but she's She's pretty
3: all in because there's a look on her face the the final shot of her in the movie you can tell she's just all about menace okay
2: that's what i want to know about her because again olivia munn host host of g4 right online formerly uh, formerly Mm -hmm. and and she's had she's had some minor like in as like a reporter role daily show yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but like so how is she because the, the Psylocke character very in the few lines is convoluted. Yes, very, is she British? Very few. Does she have a British no, accent no. in any lines she says? What okay. really
3: bugged me, uh, we're going a little outside the movie, but I'll make sure it stays tied in. <laughs> she did an interview recently where she was boasting that they offered me the role in Deadpool, and I turned it down because I have high standards, and I wanted to be something more than the hero's girlfriend. Oh, wow. And she turned it down so she could be in this movie and, and in this movie she, <laughs> she says almost nothing and she's pretty much there as eye candy yeah, yeah. okay and i'm just like what blatant self-righteous hypocrisy mm-hmm. because yeah. let's all agree deadpool's significant other played by Marina backer and she was awesome Everybody i mean wasn't sure. she oh yeah she was way better developed than psylocke was so th- so th- th- now, th- it irritated me yeah. even more because of that yeah and
0: they left plenty of rooms hilar like can be developed down the road in another movie yeah. in x force or any of those other okay. just spin-off type movies the task forces whatever just keep her role minimized and she'll do fine Okay. She's and not a
3: leading lady.
0: Now,
2: now, as
3: far anyone as, who has seen Mordecai, I mean,
2: yeah. Yeah. were there any? Uh, were there any? The cameo everybody's waiting for. Do we see Channing Tatum as Gambit in the background somewhere? No, I read I no reference to the Zellweger. He may be backing out of
0: that. Yes, all con- thank you. All completely because he may be doing a DC
3: film. Oh, really? For those of you who don't know, Gambit isn't even on the schedule right now. Yeah. Right. Good.
2: Man, that's, that's a relief. I,
0: I kind of <laughs> like him in the DC role that's being talked about okay. as being Shazam.
2: Really? Oh. That's very Because I could see
0: him being Billy Batson, who's the kid inside a man's body. That kind of fits a Channing Tatum.
2: They're gonna Captain America him and and shrink him <laughs> down.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. But,
2: okay, well, so he was not in this then. But who did you? I mean, who did you with the with the resolution? I'm assuming does Apocalypse get killed or does he just disappear? Ah, like, uh, that... back for more some other day.
0: I would assume he's back again another day down the road years from now.
3: Okay. But it, it was it, pretty. They gruesome. combined their powers and they. Literally blew him to smithereens. Oh, okay. I, that that Phoenix Force just yeah burnt the flesh off of his oh, yeah. bones wow. and disintegrated well, when, him. Uh, when when Jean Grey uses her powers, she you know it gets inflamed all around her, in a Phoenix symbol—not too subtle allusion to the <laughs> future. And yeah, uh, if Apocalypse is back, it's gonna have to be. I'm, I'm worried it's gonna have to be a reboot because they really annihilated okay. him.
2: Okay. Now what what who did you walk away? from the film saying, you know, because you guys said there were, like, moments that were cool, but overall it sounded like it wasn't as impressive. Like, did you walk away saying, like, this is a character I was either glad to see again or this is a character I'm excited to see more of? Like, did they did any, any performance stand out? Like, okay, this is worth it because Qu- they did this. Quicksilver
3: broke my heart. He did not work up the courage. He had a couple of moments where he yeah. wa- was this close to telling Magneto, hey, you're my dad. Can we bond a little? And I thought they said that. In the- Does he tell somebody no, else somebody no, 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 Magneto? No. Nope. trailer? He, he says, says that. that yeah. Well, he
0: says that in the trailer. Yes. Yeah.
3: To Mystique. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he says it to Mystique, and they're both standing there. He's got his moment to say it, and then he's like, "It's not the time."
3: And it was really heartbreaking. And you That's know, good. part of me wants to have a resolution to that, but we have no idea if Fast going to be back at all. And oh, I just can't get over how hilariously awesome that scene was when he was oh, yeah. everybody.
2: <laughs> all and, right. Well, I'll, I'll it, look forward to that then coming in. But well, I, like, but
3: yeah. I I did see I,
2: I am
0: surprised with the new Cyclops and Jean. Okay. And the new direction they're taking because, uh, if you remember, in Days of Future Past, you have Professor X who looks inside Wolverine's mind and sees all the memories of the future, that he, of that timeline, mm-hmm. and in a way, it allows the Professor X that we're fo- currently following to say, oh, some of these choices I made were not the right ones. Which includes how he acts with Jean. Because in the original trilogy, he locks away part of the her power right? so that mm-hmm. she can control it herself. Mm-hmm. But in this one, he's kind of coddling her and just being there to help guide her along the path. Letting
2: her use the full force. mm mm-hmm.
0: No, trying to get her to control it herself.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Because it, it's through that. So she's kind of afraid of the power she has. I see. Which it, that plays into the trailer scene where she wakes up from the nightmare and everything. And then it's there in the resolution where she is Professor X's secret weapon. Uh-huh. And you just see him smile and say, Gene, now. Okay. <laughs> all of it unleash (laughs) it and just his category five (laughs) yeah so even apocalypse acknowledges is that mm -hmm. he's like ah now all is revealed (laughs) so i'm thinking he's coming back sometime get your not not soon man
3: how though because but they nuked him right he but found a way to transfer then his consciousness again, at the you last have minute. <laughs> Apocalypse is... Yeah. He, he'll find a way to come back. He, he's going to ultron his way back. Huh? Yeah, he's going to have a little bit of his
2: hardware. A
0: little bit somewhere.
2: Now, I, I, I am... Because I was very disappointed when I read that Jubilee got all her scenes cut. She, yeah. from, from that little... The, just the promotional video mm-hmm. of the Xavier School right. commercial was awesome. She looked like she had a lot of personality. But the other character that I'm assuming also is not back, even though he was in Days of Future Past, Kelsey Grammar Beast. I because, know. No, because, he's not back. Because yet. there's because the continuity has changed. Like yeah. he was there in the future, mm-hmm. but we're still back in eighty yes. three. Right. Yeah. So there's no there's no moment of where Logan was at at the end of Days of Future Past. We don't see Correct. Of that. Okay. I was just curious if there was like a glimpse or something of, of the future again. Maybe no. in some moment. And, and
0: I think they did away with that well because it's
2: very confusing. <laughs> it's
0: it's very confusing. And, you know, it's not the future that these guys are going to be anymore. on.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. But anyway. <laughs>
3: uh, at this point, anything where you're erasing Brett Ratner, I'm, I'm happy. Oh, to
2: come on. Bring back Ratner. Fried figures <laughs> out of ideas.
0: The best course of actions for the x-men right now is to do their next three big x-men movies would be based in the 90s quit these 10-year jumps mm-hmm. put them all three in the 90s you've got all your core characters who are young and use them
2: yeah and it would be a lot of fun
0: and and build off of that and then at the end of the 90s you can take smaller jumps to get up to current day or however you want to
2: do that, keep playing in the past. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, the period film thing is a fun idea. The, the one praise I've heard of this film is that, you know, for those who were alive in the eighties, apparently like the recreation of the eighties is pretty yes, spot on. It is. So, so it just, so that's exciting. That's something I'll look forward to when I do catch it. But, um, but it sounds like overall, did you guys just feel like it was just mostly action for the sake of action? Here's a big summer movie. It's not really anything too deep that you like you said, there were a couple little character moments, but overall was it just kinda of like, ah, eh, this is the placeholder till another film or another yeah. series of films.
0: It's it's a lot it was a big disaster film, was all it was. Yeah. The,
2: the the lot of missing character development
3: is what really bothered so me. So it's the like most.
2: Thor the Dark World, where it's just like, Oh, here's this villain that it, comes in and wants to destroy the world. It took me a long time to admit that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what it looked like. I, I got so mm-hmm. blinded
3: by the awesome ending to Thor of the Dark World that it made <laughs> it so that it took years for me to realize, you know, it really wasn't that good
2: of a movie. Yeah, until that moment. Only <laughs> <Yeah>. only Loki <laughs> yeah. was good so, in that movie. Everything else is terrible. Yeah, and
3: yeah. so I have to kind of acknowledge I don't think this is as much of a letdown as Thor of the Dark World. For me, the way I'm wired, when you've got a trilogy on your hands, when that third installment, I always cut it a little slack because it's so hard to stick the landing and have the third trilogy. Third-
0: Which is funny they even yeah. mention that in the movie. Yes,
3: there's an in-joke about that in the film. They all walk out of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> and they all start talking about, oh, well, the first one was the best because it started everything. The second one was the best because they weren't afraid to go dark. I think we can all agree the third film is just not usually that good. <laughs> the
0: third film was always the worst. Yeah, yeah.
3: Th-
2: yeah, so that works on both, both sides, and,
3: apparently. The original trilogy. And they did and say trilogy. that was. It makes me wonder were they referencing the last stand or were they referencing their own film? Or they both? were doing both. Okay.
0: Yeah. They, they did come out and cutting say themselves they some were slack. referencing <laughs> X3, but also because this is the third in the trilogy, they were mm-hmm. cutting themselves
3: some slack there. Yeah. Uh so for me I always try to grade a little bit carefully cuz it's really hard to keep the third film in any franchise mm-hmm. good. And this one was good enough in that it kind of wraps up the story for the trilogy for this one? Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it on that level. You know, if you're ever going to do a binge watch where you watch the three of them together, this isn't the sort of thing you cut out. I'm willing to, well, you know, point out stinkers that are so bad that you want to ignore them, like <laughs> NeverEnding Story <laughs> yep. 3, Escape from Fantasia. Yeah. 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 But Yeah. Uh, well, let, let me yeah. ask
2: this. This is just kind of off topic, but I think it brings just our, our discussion kind of to a close is, you know, uh, and I think maybe it was with Lord of the Rings is what really did it, but Studios are so into trilogies now. They mm-hmm. think people want trilogies. But what we see a time and again is that duologies, the second film is always the best. That's the one where they get it yeah. done. And I feel Escalation. like if studios could just stop, if they could just like say, you know what, we made two great movies. Mm-hmm. But the problem is they're always gonna make the third because everybody yeah. loved the second one. They wanna see and they, the third mm. is gonna be a lot They want more always. but like Dark Knight, Spider Man. Except Blue, for X2, Captain America. Yes. Well no Captain you, th- you think Civil War was better than Winter yes. Soldier? Yes. No. Oh, okay. I'm willing to go on the record for that. It was on
0: par or just better, which, I mean, everybody else plateaus mm-hmm. and and yeah, valleys continue after the second one. Yeah,
2: that's that's a good point actually. So okay, you know, so I guess we'll we'll see mm-hmm. if uh if that I mean because now it's almost like not even trilogies right it's just like trilogies to solo films to you know. Mm-hmm break the last film into two movies. It's just like, get as much out of it well, as you can. Well, that's but.
0: that's where all these studios are trying to do the wrong thing because they're they're trying to copy Marvel but not doing the Marvel thing.
2: They don't know how to do it. Yeah, they're not paying attention to what's working.
0: Because, yeah, they, they all think, oh, let's build a world and then we can build smaller things off of it. No, you build the small, small things, things first yeah. and then let all those pieces connect up to the big thing, which I think is where X-Men kind of falters because... Granted, they're great as a team, but you've got to have directors that are able to give everybody the screen time necessary to have their own mini arcs. Yeah.
2: I mean, the Wolverine films did not work in that, in that you know, vein, even though that would be the idea. The oh, second Wolverine for... film was a little better. A little bit.
3: It fell apart in the last half hour with that cartoon Silver Ninja thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Silver Samurai. But,
2: like, but like, ultimately, like, I guess, like, it, it, this is a, a good lead-in, you know, to our... Uh, to our our promotion for our our sequel quest episode 20 X-Men spinoff films. We get into Mm -hmm. that because I think that is the logical next step is I Mm -hmm. think people are done with the big superhero, like world ending action film and they want the more intimate solo film. Like to just kind of see like, like again, winter soldier, Mm -hmm. that was so much more about like what Steve is going through and being betrayed by this organization. He Mm -hmm. works for, which which had larger ripples. Exactly. But so it was still very that. personal and intimate. Yeah, so I, th- I think people want those personal Which, which is also
0: movies. where Ant-Man came in right after uh, Ultron. Yeah, Age
2: of Ultron, yeah. And it's
0: like, Ultron was this big world-ending affair. And then you have Ant-Man, which is only going to happen in this one neighborhood. Oh, just in this one house, even. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it has rippling effects throughout the rest mm-hmm. of it. Sure. And he gets included in the bigger, bigger movies. Yeah. So... Lots and lots of things that we can do with these, but studios just have to be able to prioritize and be, yeah. okay, we're not going to money grab. We're going to take this and develop certain things in smaller uh, smaller worlds, smaller capacities. Yeah. And at that point, you can explode into the bigger ones.
2: Right. I just, I just think they need to be the special event every once in a while, like every other year. Is the big yeah. you know, team up? Everybody's fighting to save the world, and the rest of it, just like in the comics. Everybody has their solo series where you learn about the character and you see their little side stories mm-hmm. and how they grow, and then they're ready to participate. So I don't know. We'll see. I just think there's going to be a backlash soon enough where world-ending films, you know, are not going to are not going to be the thing, and people are going to say, Yeah, give us something a little bit more personal and we'll be on board with it so again episode 20 check it out because we yes. got we got that out yeah, we got some great ideas mm-hmm. for you I I
0: want to wrap it up by saying apocalypse I'll give it a 6 out of 10 okay. 6.5 just based off of it's an X-Men film first off so mm-hmm. my expectations are low and the nostalgia they give you in it is it's worth it's worth watching
2: yeah okay Well, that's fair enough, then. Well, so, I mean, as we're we're wrapping up here, this is kind of the end of the summer blockbusters. I I don't think there's much coming Uh, of Star Trek Beyond. Yeah, Star Trek Beyond could be something, which I saw the trailer for that this time. It looks like a lot of fun. I liked the first uh, Star Trek film, the J.J. Abrams version, and I think this one looks like it could be fun. Again, the second one, not so much. But um, but I think Justin Lin is just a great director mm-hmm. who makes movies exciting and I'm, interesting. I'm
3: only reticent because I'm not a Trekkie, but yeah, the trailer does look like yeah, it's it It's Fast cool. and Furious in space, exactly. okay? Yeah. But that's director. not bad. That
2: ain't bad. So, but like, and after that, I think we may not, you know, who knows? We may see something we feel like we have to talk about, but we might not be back till Doctor Strange uh, or Rogue uh, One. Yeah. What,
3: uh, yeah. what about Independence Day Resurgence? Mm-hmm. I, I've <laughs> got hopes. I've got <laughs> hopes. <laughs>
2: I mean, I I could go into there as not the fan, and uh, no, I, I definitely have that perspective. We'll we'll have our talk. We may surprise
0: air. you with some sequel chats along yeah, the way. Maybe are, some,
2: yeah.
0: maybe some others that we want to come up, you and know. maybe some retroactive kind of. <laughs> we'll revisit some sure. sequels. Mm-hmm. Probably the second movie in trilogies mm-hmm. because yeah.
2: That's better. In the meantime, go on over to sequelquestpod.com. Jeremy's done a great job of kind of revamping the website. We actually have more than just the the audio archives now of the the Sequel Quest and Sequel Chat shows. We have articles that are now being written, so there'll be other written reviews of films. Kindergarten Cop 2. Oh, no. I know. You're curious. You You haven't flipped play on Netflix. Find out if you should. People um, keep Googling that article. I know. People are <laughs> finding it. They're interested in Kindergarten <laughs> Cop too. So I'm just saying. And there's more to come there. I mean, there's, there's so many where, you know, we call them requels. So basically sequels <laughs> that try to reboot and repeat uh, the previous successful films. So there's more to come. Jeremy's got a few uh, Weekend to Release reviews he'll be writing up to. Maybe that's where Independence Day ends up and Colton can Maybe. give us a little uh, little essay on that. But. There's just a lot of fun uh, stuff going on, and there's more to come. Uh, our YouTube page may become more active as well here pretty soon. Yeah,
0: we're still playing with the format on a, mm-hmm. on our regular show of Sequel Quest. So we, we may be filling some bonus content up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So we'll have the main show on iTunes ready for you to download yeah. and some bonus stuff going yeah, up and on and YouTube. What lets
2: us know what you want is you leaving a review on iTunes, giving us a five-star rating, knowing you like it, leaving comments on the Facebook group. So whatever way you want to choose to communicate with us, if it's just an email, sequelquestpod at gmail.com, go ahead and reach out to us. Let us know what you want to hear. If you got a list of movies you think we need to be covering, shoot it our way. We will definitely look into it and consider it because ultimately, we're having a fun time with this, but we want you to have an enjoyable listening experience too. So... Uh, outside of our opinions that our, uh our attempts at humor <laughs>
0: yeah find us on twitter at sqpod find us on instagram too yep. if that's your persuasion of <laughs> the social medias just search sequel quest one word find us on facebook join the page like it we're out there if you search us we're the only one with the name. That's so
2: right. we are we are found in all our various uh and i will just put one last plug in here one, uh, one of the audiences I write for uh, a website called RetroDays.org. If you want to go out there, if you're into 1983 nostalgia, if you're into 90s films, and we cover a lot of you know classic films from uh, bygone eras uh, in, in our sequel quest shows, you can go look at actual... Have you covered stuff. The
3: Day After, the disaster nuclear film from 1983? Oh, that was not on TV? Yet. Okay. Yeah, Put that on the list. That's right. the 1983, one of the scariest films
2: that year. <laughs> We do need to get into some horror so maybe we'll, or some suspense we'll put that on mm-hmm. there but yeah so check it out wherever you want to you want to find more in, info on us just sequelquestpod.com is a great place to start and you'll be able to kind of shoot yourself over to all other avenues
0: I think that's it and until next time we have been a sequel quest sequel chat
2: bonus bye We hope you enjoyed all the fun of today's show and invite you to check out our regularly scheduled podcast, Sequel Quest, where we imagine the next installments of your favorite movie franchises. Find Sequel Quest on iTunes, SoundCloud, or at SequelQuestPod.com
0: now.